I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the book of the dead. Your move, creep. He didn't get out of the cop, the duty car! I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Welcome back to Shocking Things. We are located at 1420 Elm Street on the last house on the left, right near Camp Crystal Lake, across from the Morningside Cemetery. Laura's busy working at the Unita Medical Supply Company today, so we have a special guest, Neil Damiano. Neil and I will be discussing our five favorite John Carpenter films. Warning. Warning. All Warning. movie Warning. reviews Warning. and discussions Warning. contain spoilers. spoilers. Five favorite flight flicks. This is Captain Blake from The Fog. Just want to give you mateys a warning. Anytime Mr. Damiano makes an appearance, salty language is always there to follow. Okay, everyone, this is five favorite fright flicks. So we have a special guest. This is my friend Neil Damiano. Uh, Neil works on a site called Top 10 UK, right? What's the name, Neil? I'm sorry. Top 10 Films, and it, the website is top the number 10 films.co.uk. And it's just a really fun site for film fans. Yeah, it's and, nothing too highbrow, um, but it's. I'm sure you've been on it, John. It's just a fun yes, site. yeah, and that's why you love lists, and you're the perfect person for yeah. this. I do. You I've know, been waiting for them since 2012, mm-hmm. and um, if you go to the page and click on the team uh, link drop-down menu and team, and you see my name there, those are all the team members, the contributor, the writers. And click my name, and my my lists will automatically come up. And I probably have over like fifty lists on there by now, and a bunch of articles. I just wrote a new one. Um, okay. Top ten shock, um, shocking reveals. Okay. So yeah, I'm continually writing t- uh, lists for them. I've always loved lists since I was a kid. So yeah. Um, got a got a knack for writing them now. Um, and yeah, and from reading you know your list, I know you love John Carpenter films, so that's why I wanted to do this with you. Your top five John Carpenter yeah, films. John Carpenter is one of my favorite directors since I was uh, a young and yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now for you, Neil. Now, how did you get into horror? I got into horror at a very young age, um, just from um, just watching TV, like the Friday the Thirteenth would come on. And um, the Nightmare on Elm Streets and all that. And I got really into, you know, Freddy when I was younger because he was kind of funny. And, you know, so in the Friday, the 13th scared the the, the shit out of me, you know, and I and then I as I progressed watching them and my bloody Valentine uh, mesmerized me as a kid. Um, But the first slasher film I saw was Tira Train. Yeah. That was the very first, I remember, very first slasher film in 1981, I believe, and I was like six years old. Um, yeah. uh, I, I watched, you know, my, my parents were pretty liberal. They let me watch horror films because at that time they would, you know, they'd sit you down and say, you know, it's, you know, it's fake, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Type of deal. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, it's different now. Yeah, oh, yeah. But these kids have access to everything now, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That was back in the 80s. Yes. But, um, you know, I watched it and, and, you know, I was just mesmerized by them. I knew they were fake and they did scare me, but um, I just, you know, was fascinated by them. The difference is when I was really young, I didn't know it was fake. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> um, I, 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 I was scared by them, but I knew, you know, people weren't dying. I'm yeah. sure you knew people weren't dying. Uh, I don't know. I was, I was like, probably like... I don't know how old I think I, I think I told you um, happy birthday to me is the first slasher film I ever saw. Oh, okay. That's a great one. Yeah. yeah that's one of the first I've seen too. Yeah. Uh, on, that was always on TV as well. That I'm sure happy. Um, My bloody Valentine was one of the first you've seen too. Cause that was that era. 1980. I actually saw that later. I was a teenager when I saw that one, actually. 
Yeah, I saw all of them when I was young, John. Yeah. For some reason, we we watch them like the me, my brother, and the neighborhood kids. We'd all watch them. Yeah. Oh no, they're yeah. they're great. They're they're fascinating as a kid, you know. Yeah. I mean, especially you know, like I don't want to start naming off the list now until we get into it, but yeah. like his films were especially fascinating. Yeah, the John Carpenter ones. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Halloween's uh, one of the first ones that grabbed me as a kid. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first one is just uh, one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah. Well, I agree uh, with you. Ida Hara. So. All right. So I'll let oh, you start, oh, Neil. I'm sorry. If you would, uh, whenever you're done, I'll let you start with your number five. But if I'm sorry, what else did you want to say? No, I'm just saying that that's just, you know, how I got into them and it just stayed with me. Oh, yeah. And so it's, it's one of my favorite genres. Uh, my number five might surprise people. My number five is not really a horror film. It doesn't have to be. It's just anything he's involved in. So it could be anything, you know. Well, it, it, my number five is Starman. I, I love that film. It's not bad. It's 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 uh, well, totally I mean, different from what he normally does. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's why I, I, it's on my list because Carpenter is known for characters that are on the outside fringes of society Mm -hmm. and they're overcoming something or they're battling something or they're involved in some kind of violent act. Starman is, is refreshing because it's, it's not, it's his, it's his kind of romance film. Yeah. You know, I, I love a good story and this is a a good old fashioned love story. It just happens to be with an alien. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know the, the 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 premise is pretty ridiculous, but it's it's an entertaining film. Uh, the chemistry between Kieran Allen and Jeff Bridges, I think, is undeniable. And and I, as a mid-teen watching that, I, I I had, um, you know, I liked it. I liked the story, and I liked how they yeah, saved he, them at the end and stuff. So that's yeah, one of the thing. scenes that stood out to me was that uh, Jeff Bridges and he, he saves a deer that's dying, right? Right, right, yeah, yeah. Which That's like the movie. one scene that really stands out to me in that movie. That was a great scene, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, Star Me, and I had to put it on the list. I just. But think that's it's good. Great... It's it's different. Yeah, it's different. It's not typical, you know. No, most people don't mention Star Me when they're talking about John Carpenter. Pretty. You're much. right. They don't. They kind of forget that. Yeah. So it's at number five. Okay. Uh, my number five is Big Trouble in Little China from 1986. Mm. What's I your remember, opinion on that? Yeah, I remember the film. I, I liked it more as a kid. It cracked me up yeah, as a it's, kid. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, like, over the top. Yeah, now when I watch it, it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. But as a kid, it was oh, it is. Oh, it, it is. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Like, a, it's a supernatural battle beneath Chinatown. And John Carpenter didn't write it; he directed it. So that's right. why it's, it has a different feel than all of his other movies because he directed yeah. it. You know, well, it's it's kind of like his comedy, his stick comedy type type homage. Yeah, you know, kind of slapstick. You know, like Kurt Russell. You know, what is he? he's like? Drives a truck for the pig. Yes, pig? yeah, he drives. Yeah, the truck driver <laughs> Kim Cattrall's in it. I thought she was yeah. really good in it. I thought they yeah. really worked together well. I had a crush. Yeah, she was she was a really cute in it. Yeah, I remember. Oh her. yes, yeah, she was. I know you love her most from Porky's, right? Yeah, Porky's <laughs> and American. Yeah, she was a staple in my childhood. Yes, <laughs> I agree with you on that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's growing up. Porky's trilogy, you know, and American and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, for sure, I, I like her as an actress. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it was a funny movie. It, 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 I, you know, it, it's. I don't. It's not on on any of my lists, but it, it's a funny movie. I remember. Yeah, there's good. The, the special effects at the time were, were really cutting edge. I thought. I don't know if you remember much about them, like the lightning. It's probably. I don't know if there's like the prototype for like Mortal Kombat. The way some. Yeah, of the I remember the China, the Chinese guy with the eyes. Yeah. Type type thing. Yeah. I remember it was good special effects too. Uh, you know, again, again, like Starman, it's it's a different film for Carpenter. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, from majority of his stuff, absolutely, it's it's a different um, style film. Um, so, I mean, that's good because most of his films, like I said, are are, are like uh, violent based. A lot of they're dark. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. Now, what do you have for number four, Neil? My number four is Escape from New York. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's that's, yeah. that's a great one. You know, and like people might be like, "Oh, that's fantastic! Why do you have it number four? Well, let me get down to my list. But it's <laughs> it's it's I feel comfortable at, at number four. Uh, yeah, it's just a gritty film set in New York. You know, New York is a wasteland, and um, you know they call upon Kurt Russell to save the president, and his name is Snake. What more could you ask for? You know, I mean, as an all-star cast, and um, you know, Snake has his own personal cabbie, which is great. oh yeah, Ernest Borgnine, yes, from born in Hampton, Connecticut. Yeah, and he's fantastic in it. <laughs> you, know, you had you had Henry Dean Stanton and you Adrian know, Barbeau. And Barbeau, yep, Carpenter's wife. Um, it's just a gritty film. Like you don't, New York is not like that today. You know, no. came out in the early eight, you know, in, in the early eighties, but um, you don't see a New York City like that anymore. So when you pop that film in, it brings you back to to that gritty time, uh, seedy time of New York City. It, it's funny because that this is one of those times when I was a little kid, we went to New York City, and I saw on the subway the poster for Escape from New York. Oh, wow. So I saw that. I didn't know anything about the movie. Just saw it and just grabbed my eye. Yeah, it's a it's a cool poster too. Yeah, Maybe and then cool. my dad saw it later at my grandfather. They they talked about it. He said he didn't like it. Then when it came on HBO, I used to watch it constantly. Right, and he, and he yeah. was like, "Why do you like this movie?" I'm like, "I think it's great." And he's like, eh, "I didn't like it." And then he told me, uh, Ernest Borgnine, cabbie. He's like, "Oh, he goes that guy. You know, he used to be a bartender down the street from here." Yeah, and, yeah. and I was like, I thought he was lying. <laughs> I'm like, come on. He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah. He worked at Gag's Bar. I'm like, yeah, okay. Then when I got older, I'm like, oh, he's telling the truth. <laughs> well, I mean, that guy's been that guy's been in like almost close to a hundred films. Yeah. I mean, he's had quite a career, Ernest Borgnine. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. He won an Oscar for Marty. Yeah, Marty. I mean, you know, he's done some fa- fantastic work. Um, just a great actor. And he's and I I don't know. Did you ever meet him before, Neil, or no? Ernest Borgnine. No, yeah. I wish. Okay, I, I met him. Uh, he came actually to Hamden, Connecticut once, just because he's born there, and he just came just to say hi to old friends. Yeah, the fans wasn't you know on his own dime, wasn't making any money off of it. Right. And then I saw him. It was a Chiller Theater convention, and I met him there. And uh, I said, "Oh, I said uh, I grew up in Hamden, Connecticut." And I went, "Uh oh, here comes trouble." Yeah. <laughs> I can- <laughs> Saying that too, like in that voice, yeah. Yeah, so no, no he's he, quite a character, you know. Yeah, no, that was that was a great, definitely a, a great movie. So I, I got to agree with you for yeah, having I mean, that on the list. It's um, what is it? It's supposedly based. Fu- it's funny. It's bu- supposedly based in 1997, and we're long past that. Yes, yeah, that yeah. Was what future was supposed to look like in 1997? And that's one of those things. When I was a kid, I was like, "Wow, this could really happen, huh?" Yeah, <laughs> like long past surpassed. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it's just it's a fantastic film. It has Carpenter written all over it. Yes, and that also had uh, oh god, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, who did Terminator in the Aliens? The uh, director, uh, Cameron. Yeah, he worked on that. He did matte matte paintings in there. Oh, really? Yeah, which I thought was really odd. Yeah, that we got to start. Hmm. Well, I mean, I, I like James Cameron as a yeah. director. He's done some great films, um, you know. Uh, but um, it, no, it's definitely. I mean, uh, you know, that film is, explains Carpenter pretty much. It's the blueprint of Carpenter's style yeah. of a film. You know, can't get much Carpenter more Carpenter than than that. You know what I mean? The, I, the, I agree. Um, so yeah, it's number four. What did you have at number four? My number four is uh, an obscure one that most people either never saw or just kind of forgot about. Uh, Ghost of Mars from 2001. I don't know if you ever saw that or not. Ghost of Mars. No. No, but this is, oh. this is a thing, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. One of my friends kept telling me, like, oh, you got to see this. You'll like it. And I was just kind of like, well... He kind of jumped a shark in the 90s to me, John Carpenter. So I don't know if I, he's like, I'm telling you it's good. And it is, it's a weird movie. It's supposed to be 2176. 
in Mars with this police unit. And I don't really want to get too much into spoilers, but it's like a horror sci-fi type movie but it's but, you know, it was it was good obviously if you have it on your list you yeah yeah I, I think it's one of those movies that it's worth giving it a chance uh, i you know you'll i think you'll like uh the cast in there uh it's got uh pam Greer is in it oh okay uh, you know, she's, you know, I like her a lot. Joanna Cassidy, and if you really remember her from uh, The Road Warriors, probably like the thing uh, you'd know her from. Uh, Ice Cube's in it, actually. Really? Yeah, uh, Natasha Henstridge from us. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an interesting movie. I, I think it's, it's, like I said, it's one of those forgotten John Carpenter movies. Well, I mean, yeah, for me, he slipped through the 90s, too. I didn't really follow too much yes. of uh you know, he made his imprint on me in the eighties, obviously. But, yeah. Nineties, uh, um, I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of—I don't want to say he fell off, or, or, but he just um, wasn't so relevant. You know, there, like, yeah. was presence in in the eighties. You, you yeah. know what I mean? A lot of his films slipped by me. Um, I, I never even heard of this one. Um, but it's directed by him, huh? Yeah, directed by him is written by Larry Sulkis. And John Carpenter. Okay. Yeah. No, I have to check it out. I mean, I love when they mix sci-fi and horror together. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love those kind of films. So, you know, which was what Carpenter does, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. But um, yeah, I have to I have to look into that. Check it out. Okay, and uh, now number three. Number three for me is They Live. Yeah. <laughs> which. Which is a lot of these are are in my like top fifty favorite films of all time. Yeah. Um, but they live is just uh, if for anybody that hasn't seen it, 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 for me it's a must. Must. Oh yeah. No, oh, I, I agree with you on that definitely. Um, just a phenomenal film. It speaks volumes about about social awareness and society. I mean, the film is it. The thing about they live is it's still relevant today. Yes. Even if not more so. And that came out in 1987. Yeah, you're talking like 30, 30 years ago, pretty much. It's um, just the, the message of it is just... Uh, there is there's like one great line in there. It was uh, the guy who was a homeless guy. And he's in all of like almost all of John Carpenter's movies. Uh, I think is his name Buck Flower. Do you know what I'm talking about? And when he's talking at the end uh, of the movie, where he's like, "Come on, everybody sells out." Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's like just like that is like that's that's just reality, right? That's that's the attitude of a lot of people. Yeah, I mean that was part of the message of the film. Yeah, you can't beat the big machine. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, um, there's a bigger, you know, plan out there, and 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 um, you could only so much rage against. You know, you know what I mean? Like they're the it's just a, a timeless message of of um what society is you know consuming yeah um following nature you know what i mean and that's what carpenter wanted to um kind of shed light on you know that that that's what america is coming to um at the, in the mid 80s when it was made so you know, we're in, especially in the eighties in an all time high where it's like, you know, you got to keep up with the Joneses, you got to consume, obey, you know, yeah. don't step out of line. And he just made a really fascinating story out of it. Um, the dichotomy between Keith David and, and, and Roddy Piper is, is, is just. Oh, yeah, no, they're, yeah, they're awesome. You know, the more, what do you think about the fight scene? One of the greatest oh, fight it was, <laughs> it was insane. You'd be dead if that really happened, right? Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's <laughs> exaggerated, but it's 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 funny and in in entice you know pretty interesting at the same time. You know what I mean? Like when you're a kid watching it, it's like yeah, it was a pretty kick ass fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and I love the end when when Piper gives the finger. It's just very appropriate before he gets blown up. The whole gives him, <laughs> you know sticks it to him. You know what I mean? But this um, it's not it's not a a, a high budget you know like um special effects type of film or anything but it's just just a really well written made made film yeah yeah i don't know anybody who doesn't like they live 
that's insane. No, it seems like it's grown in popularity over the years. Like a lot. Like maybe like in the past five years, it just seems a, a really grown. Yeah. I mean, I have a pair of glasses that uh, – a pair of sunglasses from – it's a kind of a promo prop from it um, that says um, – what is it? That tagline, they, they live and we sleep mm-hmm. on the side of it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that I wear. Yeah, they're they're sunglasses with that on the side of the, the um promo little promo item. But um I I believe I think I had the poster when I was younger too. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, saw but... saw I saw it in eighty seven. I saw it at the fourplex and, and I fell in love with it, you know what I mean? Even back then when I you know, when I was like thirteen years old or whatever. Yeah. So That's a good pick. Uh... Yeah. Okay, so my number three is Halloween from 1978. That's number three. Yes. Wow. Okay. See, this, I know you like debating, Neil. So we're so we're. Our well, I'm not far behind. It. Not far behind you. I mean, yeah. So you have two more that you liked before Halloween. Yeah. So, but like any of these lists, they're all subjective. You know, there's no right or wrong answer. For sure. Unless you said Memoirs Invisible Man was number one, then I might have to debate you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know what my number. I mean, it's it's gonna be pretty obvious, you know. Yeah. Anybody that knows me knows what my number one is yeah. for Carter. But and it's not Halloween, but ha- yeah. my Halloween is number two. Well, yeah, but Halloween is uh, well, this, uh, the reason why it's number three for me is because instead of being higher, is because it. Um, I loved it as a kid watching it, very young age. I think what happened was after time and all the sequels, it kind of got watered down. And that's why, I, I, you know, I'll agree with you there. It, it, it definitely damaged the, 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 the um, profoundness of it. Yeah. Sure. The, all those, you know, but that's what happens with a lot of like, Nightmare unfortunately. Night, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? The first one's a masterpiece, but you forget that on Nightmare yeah. because of all the other. The yeah. Film. Yeah. And it gets like you know uh, lost in the shuffle. That's the problem. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. But if you go back and you forget about those and you just watch it, because I watch it every Halloween. Yes. A, oh yeah, I, I do watch it. I, I do watch I it every year. Watch it every every um Halloween, and it still entertains me. I'm yes. still by it. And the soundtrack is is to me is really the the star of the show. The score is brilliant. Yeah. Done by Carpenter. Yeah. The most frightening music for a horror film. I mean, you know, and it's iconic. People, people, people do imitate it all the time. You know, that. Yes. You know I mean, <laughs> like, you know, it, it, it's just it's an iconic um, horror score. But it's one. It, but people forget it's one of the scariest movies ever made. If you, you know, the, 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 the foreshadowing and the presence of him, like when he's lurking, watching mm-hmm. the school and he's behind the bushes and he's. Oh, yeah, yeah. It didn't have to rely on gore or anything like that. It was a storytelling. The yeah, music. It, it relied on minimal blood and gore. Yeah. I mean, people got killed and slashed and it's, it's considered the forefront slasher film, which I agree that it made pushed slasher films to the forefront. Look, I can name. The thing about Halloween is I could name seven films that have copied it right off the bat right now. Oh, Friday the 13th was based on, that was, uh, uh, it yeah. was on the popularity saying rip oh, off my Halloween. Valentine. My Bloody Valentine ripped off Halloween, absolutely, to the T, but I still love My Bloody Valentine, yeah. but it absolutely ripped off Halloween. You know, there's no debate over that. Yeah. But, you know, that's what makes a great film, is that people, you know, that's how influential it is, is that people copy it. You know what yes. I mean? Like, some were good and some were terrible, you know, <laughs> throughout the eighties, you know, for the It was a lot of crappy slasher films. Yeah. yeah. I mean I love slasher films, but there was a lot of bad ones. But Halloween just set the precedent um for filmmaking, just even indie filmmaking. Like on a shoestring budget. And you know, that's another film that got you know, that was lambasted by the critics. Yeah. Well, with another one of his films, which we'll get to, but that that film was not revered. Yes, you know what I mean when it first came out, and then it became you know. A, and uh, then yeah, then critics are noticing. Oh, you know what? There really wasn't a lot of gore in here. This is more like a Hitchcock film. This is more like Psycho. Right, right. Which I think that um, 
Carpenter was pretty much influenced by. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, psycho when he made Halloween. But, um, you know, I mean, he had an idea. I, I read a lot of Carpenter books and documentaries and stuff. I'm just, you know, I'm geeky like that. You know me. Um, and he said that he just had an idea. Like he was thinking about babysitting and how, how. Yes. It's, it's so in, intrusive. Like it's so claustrophobia. A girl in the house by herself. The parents are away. You yeah. know what I mean? That, that's what. Yeah. What well, you know, she do in a situation like this? And it's called right. the babysitter Baby- murders. Right? That was the original right. title. Title and then he's it wasn't so ca- it's not as catchy as Halloween. No, it's not marketable. It's a, it's a terrible name. Uh, yeah. Terrible name. But that's where he got. You know, that's what he was thinking when he was coming up with this character and like how scary it can be as a girl, a teenager, babysitting in a house by itself in the suburb. You know, like in the dark and you know what I mean, like watching kids and and um, it's funny and, and he just you know made such an amazing uh, film out of it but yeah um no i mean i have it at number two yeah okay so yeah so we can cut to your your number two is halloween uh so we discussed that and my two you you discussed uh, a little while ago is they live uh okay yeah so i bring that yeah. up a little higher it's it's more i'm more into these type of carpenter movies the Instead of the horror, actually. Gotcha. No, I mean it's valid. I, I if anything's gonna trump Halloween for anybody, I, I have no no um argument on um they live. Absolutely. If you were gonna say something like you know, I don't know, Prince of Darkness or something, yeah, like fires, then I'd be like, you know, you're out of your mind, John. Yeah, they live. I, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. that's like, um, like we discussed before. It still holds up. It's still it's gaining popularity over the yeah. years instead of like people forgetting about it. Uh, you, you could throw in the Blu-ray now and be entertained by it. It's relevant. It's still still relevant. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And Piper wasn't bad considering everything. He never really. He's a very minimal acting. Right. Right. Good. Good point. Yeah. He he did hold his own. Certainly more so than than uh, CM Punk and I know you like that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that movie is better than <laughs> I thought. Yeah, but yeah, compared to most wrestlers who turn actors, Piper is one of the better ones. And you know the well, classic line in there is is his. Carpenter knew that. Carpenter was like, I this guy guy has that kind of it factor. He could he could do it just yeah. from the wrestling promos. Yeah, I mean, no. Uh, yeah, he, he was really good in it. And, you know, I know you met him and, and I, I kicked my, I never got a chance to meet him, but he, he was one of my favorite entertainers as a kid. The, the funny thing is, yeah, cause he's, I think you know that he's one of my favorite wrestlers growing up as a kid. Yeah. And when I met him, this is a chiller theater. The, the line was a mile long to meet him. Sure. Right. It, yeah. It was, they live. It was like half the people wanted, they live stuff. The other half wanted WWF that's, stuff signed. That's- yeah, and I met him. I said, "You know, sir, you know, I like I, I've been waiting twenty five years to meet you." He goes, "Oh, bless your heart." <laughs> yeah, he just had a great personality just from interview. Like he just had charisma oozing out of it. The funny thing is, he's nothing like what you see on TV. He's extremely no, I mean, I, quiet, I'm very soft spoken, yeah. very polite. He'd get up to get something. He goes, "Excuse me." And he's like very quiet, not loud, and yelling. He's like the total opposite. Well, I've seen him in into. I've seen him deal with kids. He's really good yeah. with kids. Yeah, and he seemed like a, a really nurturing, nice, nice man. You know, very humble, humble man. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that loved his fans. It seemed like he loved his fans too. Which you know. oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he was there all day, and he was staying longer to meet people. Yeah. I mean, I never had the opportunity to meet him, um, but I would love to have had him sign a They Live poster or, or something. That would have yeah. been a nice treasure to have. Um, but, you know, just to, yeah, his performance was, was absolutely um, better than, than average. Yeah, uh, and, that, and that line, the kick ass and chew bubble gum was his line that he came up with. Uh, I, John Carpenter, did you hear that, where he asked him, like he was talking about his wrestling promos. He goes, "Well, here's some of the stuff I write." He's like, "Oh yeah, 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 that's good." Yeah, he had he wrote that himself. Yeah, which is so Piper. 
yeah i mean and he delivers it so so awesome too yeah that's just a staple scene when he walks into the bank yeah and it's like uh i'm here to do chew bubble gum and kick ass and i'm all out of bubble gum i have i have a pin of that (laughs) it's got the bubble it's a really cool pin john it's got a it's got the hum bubble bubble guy on it (laughs) and it's kick ass bubble gum okay yeah, it's it's in my movie stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he just he just was a great entertainer, and uh, and and you know, and I'm a huge Keith David fan too. Both of them. Together. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, I'm a he's I'm a a big Keith David fan. He's one of my favorite actors. He's he's one of those character actors that doesn't get enough credit, but he's been in so much stuff. You know. And he's got a great voice. They even they used he him for the Spawn cartoon just because of his yeah. voice. Oh yeah, know that. Well, I mean, the guy could do comedy and he could do horror and drama. Yeah. You know what I mean? He could do both. Um, very very well rounded, um, ranged actor. Just doesn't get enough credit. You know, but which leads into my number one. I, I know what it is. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want me to say it? I'll give everyone a hint. It's the same it's name as the character from the Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> it's a remake. Yes. People forget that. It, but it's nothing like the original. Is the 1982 sci-fi horror thing, the thing. Just a, a, a complete masterpiece all around. The thing I, about... I that's another Keith David. Keith David was that as well. Yeah, he was awesome in it that's child's um but i absolutely love this film i memorized i mean it, i have the poster i have the, the officially licensed t-shirt i mm-hmm. have the poster um you know i'm just fanatical about it but um you know but i did battle between this and halloween a little bit yeah but i had to go with the thing um i loved it since i was a kid I, you know it's such an engaging film it can, it draws you in from the very beginning when the helicopter is trailing the dog, mm-hmm. the husky. You know that the shit is about to hit the fan. You know, it's hitting the fan. It's uh, you know, amazing cast. Every character is is funny, intriguing, uh, suspicious. The practical of makeup and the special effects. Well, the fun. effects are the thing for me personally is what I remember the most. Yeah, amazing effects. Um, practical makeup and effects. The spider creature. Yeah, yeah. Just in in the drawing blood scene. In my opinion, that's one of the greatest scenes in in, in cinema. The suspense buildup is fantastic. Oh, you have to see if the if the blood's gonna move. Yeah, with the metal. Yeah, that scene is just sends hairs down your spine, man. And I know that I know Tarantino was so influenced by the thing when he did the Hateful Eight. He just made it a Western. He took the thing elements and made it a Western. If you go back and watch Hateful Eight, you'll see that. It's amazing how influential. Okay, I didn't know that. I never saw Hateful Eight. Yeah, go. It it takes a place in one room, one area, and it's you got to find out who the who the, the, the mark is, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 you know, it's a different story, but it's the same um, plot. You know what I mean? Like you could tell that he really um, took that element from the thing. Mm -hmm. You go back and watch hateful eight. I, I I noticed it right. But when I watched hateful eight, I was like, okay. And Kurt Russell's in that, right? Kurt Russell. Yeah. Is in, is in hateful eight too. Yeah. One of my favorite actors, Kurt Russell. Oh no, he's yeah, I, yeah, I agree I with love, you. I love that. everything he does. You know, I love everything he's he's been in. He's just he's one of one of those guys I grew up with. Oh yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, the the, the thing the, the thing about the thing is, <laughs> it's a brilliant study in paranoia and human condition. Okay. Brilliant study in, in, in paranoia and human condition. Absolutely. No, you're right because you're you're looking at everyone. Everyone's like, okay, is this? It's a breakdown. Community, yeah, Yeah. it's a breakdown. Like when Kurt Kurt Russell says that famous line, "We're all suspicious of something like that. We're all tired. We're all Mm -hmm. very suspicious of each other, and we're all very tired." It's so true. It's a breakdown of 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 an of a small community. 
You know what I mean? Like anybody could be the thing. And then paranoia strikes in and you got to figure out who it is. Yeah. And, you know, when, when he says, you know, I figured, I figured you would, you would say that, that you, you're the only one who had access to the blood. Remember when he says it yeah. to, um, you know, the, the old man tied to Wolfer the Brimley. Yeah. I forgot his um, character's name, but um, you know, that's why we'll do you last. And stuff like you know, just great lines, and and um, there's there's and you know there's even John. I don't know if you get into the how far into the rabbit hole you get with the thing, but there's conspiracies on the film too that I think are hilarious. Oh really? Yeah. At the end, people say you know Childs was the thing, or Kurt Russell, um, or you know McCready was the thing. Oh no, no, I I haven't I haven't really gone too much and researched the theories, the fan theories into that. I mean, look it up. You got, you know, you're, you're like, you like, you're, you're a pretty comical dude, sense of humor. You, you'll, you'll get a, a kick out of it, man. Okay. It's, it's very, it's hilarious. Some of these people that have like these full diatribes of, of theories on okay. uh, the thing. And, 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 you know, I'll give you mine if you want, but I think they're ridiculous. Okay. There's like, there, you know, there's whiskey in the, in the bottle and, 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 and everything. And um, they, they say there's gasoline in there and, um, you know, child's kills was the thing at the end and, and all this stuff. But I, I mean, I, I know from reading articles done by Carpenter and seeing interviews with them, mm-hmm. people just want to go darker. They love that. They want to go further, but yeah, they're not true. <laughs> yeah. That's why they call fan theories, right? Yeah, I mean they were both human at the end. I hate to to, to you know your audience if they're if this is gonna break their um you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah spo- spoiler alert yeah but yeah I think most people they were both human at the end yeah. they they do die I mean eventually you know there's like he said we'll just sit here and see what happens they're in the middle of their it's below freezing they're gonna freeze to death no one knows yeah. they're there it's a grim ending but they're both human you know. Childs yeah. and McCready, they were both human at the end. There's no, the thing got killed, and that's it. It's interesting because the prequel takes place before. The, yes, the newer, yeah, yeah. It tells us before Carpenters. Yeah, no one really was that from 2011. No one really talks about that movie. It's not bad. It, it is. It's and it tells the story, you know, like like how the thing got there and it was frozen. In a, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but maybe it was just unnecessary, but it was okay, I thought. You know? Yeah, I mean, most people, the thing is a solid enough story, Carpenters. I yeah. Mean, that all, all you need to know, the, the dog uh, planted it, the, you know, got infected and, and, and made it into, the, into their um, outpost. And, you know, it, it hides in people, you know what I mean, and replicates them. You know, pretty much, that's the story. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember the original, the, 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 you know, the Hawks version from 1960, I think, or 1958, maybe, um, the thing from another planet. Okay. Which is basically the same story. These people on the, in Antarctica outpost, you know, this alien infects them and, and replicates, but it's, it's a man. It's not a creature. Yeah. It almost looks like a Frankenstein's monster type character, yeah. the way he looks. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was more of like a B movie, you know, yeah. like, kind of like a B movie from the 50s, um, whereas Carpenter made it more serious and added a sci fi element yeah. of a creature to it. And but, you know, again, we haven't talked about how much it was bashed by the critics and critics overshadowed it with E.T. because E.T. came out the same. Year OK, makes sense. Makes sense. You know, I think Ebert gave it two stars from what I remember. And that was that was being nice for him okay. on horror films, um, so he liked it. But um, most of the 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 snobbier, you know, like the critics, said it was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, in, in all honesty, and then it got revered years later. Which, but I don't, I don't know how they could have thought that was that was a bad movie. I, I can't see it. Yeah, sometimes some they can't think outside the box. You know, they just have a certain formula they like, and that's it. And if it veers off to that, ah, oh, this is trashy. Ah, you know, 
Uh, this is for teenagers. I mean, it, it was creature film. It was scary. And I guess at that time, people were into, you know, films were coming out like Harry and the Hendersons, Friendly Monsters, and Bigfoot, and like E.T., A Friendly Alien. So yeah. the backlash of that, the opposite is the thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's why. But it, I don't know how they could say it was a bad film, though. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. You know, um, <laughs> I'll give you some of my, um, I'll give you a couple of my. Um, so can I give my number one you, uh, before we, we get to. Uh, What's that? I, I never gave you my number one. Okay, go ahead. One is a thing. My number one is Escape from New York. So you didn't have the thing on your list, huh? No, no, but we'll talk about that. Uh, <gasps> yes. Yeah, so, wow. See, I knew, I knew uh, you were going to be very disappointed in me. Um. <laughs> but you knowing me it probably expected me to, to have this on here I'm surprised you don't have the thing on I really am the that. thing is I, I like the movie I don't love it I like more of the effects than the story than the dialogue and the characters that's just okay. me personally like I, for me Kurt Russell that was for Carpenter movies that was like his weakest role Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, in Escape from New York, he was fantastic. I mean, just yeah. the penis and the badass factor and, and everything. Um, he, um, you know, definitely was kick ass as Snake. Was it Pliskin? Yeah. Um, and, and he was a rebel, and, you know, he's, he's going to save the president, uh, but he doesn't want to. He thinks this president is a bastard. You know, like, yeah. It's and then he story. rips up the cassette tape at the end. Right. And you know what's interesting about Escape from New York? So John Carpenter wrote it and Nick Castle, who played the shape, Michael Myers, which right, I think right. is interesting. You know, a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that, but I know Nick Castle put, yeah, is the shape. Yeah. Yes. Not uh, Tony Moran. Tony Moran was not Michael Myers, just to let no. everyone know. And He's an imposter. Met- yeah. <laughs> we, we we actually saw him in a piano. Yeah. In the castle, yeah. On a Halloween piano. And um yeah, he's, he's was a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Pretty just to throw, I just had to joke around with that. Now, would you have your uh, honorable mention that didn't quite make the list, Neil? Really only two. Um Assault on Precinct 13th because it's just That that was a good movie. I I liked that movie a lot actually. Yeah. That's one of his more grind. That's his ode to Grindhouse films, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, just people getting fucking mauled and shot, and yeah. you know, all breaking loose in a in a precinct. Um, but um, you know, really bloody. But it's it's a violent film. But, yeah, um, I liked it. So no, it was good. I haven't seen that in a while, but I I do. That's one of those movies I got just because. Oh, Carpenter did it. Okay, I'll watch it. And I was like, okay, this is good. Yeah. Um, and the other one is his anthology on body bags. I love that. That, that was good. Yeah, that's another underrated one because that was a made-for-TV movie. I think that's why it kind of like slips through the cracks, you know? Right. Yeah, but it's a great anthology. It's good. It is good. Some good stories in it. Um, uh, but that's, yeah, that's really about it. Um, is those, those two I, I might possibly have put on there. Now, is there any that you uh, dishonorable mention where you look at it, you're like, oh, boy, I can't believe John Carpenter did this? Uh, from what I remember, Vampires was pretty, pretty. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's one of those ones that you just you want to forget it ever happened. Right. Yeah. I mean, it didn't hold any. Um, I, I can't even like I can't remember much. Uh, James Woods uh, is the head. Yeah. Head, right? and, and I like him. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I don't know, and I, I that's one of those ones I watched it when it came out because it was a John Carpenter film. I was like, right. yeah, I'll probably never watch this again. <laughs> right. You know? uh, my honorable mention is the thing. It didn't quite make it. It was just about to make it, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. And the one that uh, dishonorable um, Halloween two. I don't know if you're really a fan. I don't think we ever really talked about Halloween 2. Halloween 2, to me, it was scary, but 
coming off of the original, it, it seemed like a cash cow. Yeah, that's, oh, that's exactly, yeah, because when I was a kid watching it, I was like, gee, I really like the first one. This one, I don't really care about. Violent. And it's then just, it's him hacking up nurses. Yeah, and then when I read, you know, when I got older and was, you know, reading a lot of different interviews and stuff, and then one of his interviews, like, I didn't want to make this movie. I was contractually obligated to make it. I was drinking a six pack of beer, typing this up. Basically, he's just saying he just threw the story together. Yeah, I mean, you could tell when you're watching it as an adult. When you're a kid, it scares the shit out of you. It's very gory and scary like when he's lurking in the rooms and he comes behind the nurses and chokes them and stabs them and kills them it's bloody and you got you know pleasant it's 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 um him just just on a rampage michael myers on a rampage you know um which is totally different from the original where he's more subtle you know he's more creeping around the corners and this one he's just like all out just hacking nurses up yeah, and the other thing I didn't, again, when you're a kid, you don't really research things or, you know, right. we didn't have the internet back then. And, you know, it was just on TV once and that was it before we had VHS. But, and then it's like, oh, I got older. I didn't realize. So John Carpenter didn't, he didn't direct this either. It was Rick Rosenthal that did it. Right, right, right. And he went on to doing uh, the TV show Life Goes On. He directed that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's more his speed, I'd say, right? Life goes on. Yeah, totally different uh, animal, but yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, you know, and the funny thing is, is that Halloween 3, I I, I, I love that movie. I've always liked. Yeah. I did too. I liked it because it's separate. It's exactly. Separate. It's a completely, it's just one of those ones, if you didn't call it Halloween, it had its own, what is it, Season of the Witch? Just call it that. Season of the Witch, yeah. yeah and it, it was scary. I, I think the concept is great. I thought it was a fun movie, but that's it's just one of those. And that's another movie people hated for years. And I've noticed over, I don't know, six, seven years, it got huge. It got very popular now. Merchandising. I'm sure you noticed that too, right? It was kind of popular to not like it. You, you're you're just trying to sound sophisticated. You know, like, oh, you know, Michael Myers wasn't in it, but you know what? Well, he wasn't supposed to be. The thing about... um. Halloween three is that Carpenter wanted to make separate stories. Yeah, yeah, make, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, and he started. Uh, he should have started with two and not three if he was going to do that. You know, and you know they brought Myers back because he was so revered. Everybody loved Michael Myers. Yeah, and, you know that's the way it went. And like I even liked four. Four was good. Five escaped me, but four I like. You know, was entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the, those movies aren't bad. They're they're not terrible, you know. They're just no, different. I, they're, 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 they're its own separate. Six, you know? To be honest with you, I don't really remember five and six and all those resurrections. Well, six was pretty terrible. Yeah, then there's resurrection. to H two O. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what'd you think of the 2018? I I wasn't a fan. I'm not into this retconning. Then they're pretending this number two from 1981 never existed. And now we're, yeah, I'm not into this. Like, no, I, I don't shut my brain off. One. Yeah. Like 20 years later. No, me. yeah, no, there's already a story. I don't shut my brain off and pretend this didn't happen. I know what happened. I saw it in the theater in, in, I, I oh, I in, wasted money too. Well, I mean, it was a homage to the original and it was, it, it, um, was entertaining, but, um, it's basically, you know, Myers almost like Jason. Just going through the neighborhood and killing people. You know what I mean? To quote another Michael Myers, uh, it's not my bag, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, it, well, you know what? It's funny because Halloween to me is the opposite of Friday the 13th for me. Friday the 13th, I love part two better than. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah, that's, that's great. But yeah, part, part two, two is great. Amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought they 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 pushed it another level on part two. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and I love part one too, but like part two is my favorite. Sackhead Jason's my favorite. Yes. For me, Halloween is the original's my favorite, and two Mm -hmm. is not. You know, wasn't for me too much, but you know, I mean, so it's funny, but um, yeah, I I you know, uh, obviously they'll never be able to top the first one. 
And I don't think they were trying to with that 2018. I think they were just trying to show their love for it. I, I think their heart's in the right place. It just wasn't for me personally. I know a lot of people loved it. It wasn't as executed good for you? No. It's just, yeah, no. It's just leave it alone. Like, just, <laughs> there's already a sequel done. You know. Yeah, I felt the same way at first. I mean, then after I watched it, um, I, I I appreciated it, but um, it's it's not the greatest. Um, there was a lot of loopholes in it that I didn't yeah. like, um, and the whole um, plot with with Jamie Lee Curtis being this um, marksman marksman. Yeah, she turned you know, into Sarah Connor. I was like, yeah, this is a little ridiculous. And she's um, what do they call that? Reclusive and, and yeah. Stuff. You know, I didn't really buy it too much. Um, and they burn him at the end, and you know, and like the funny fat kid gets killed. I mean, he was the funniest. He was great. Yeah. They should have killed the 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 um, douchebag boyfriend and, and kept the the the, the friend zone kid. That kid. Well, we'll have to see what happens with the next one when that comes out, and we'll see you. Uh... Yeah. What do you think about the two others? Are you excited about them? What Halloween Kills and Halloween Dead End. <laughs> I'm not expecting anything out of it, to be honest with you. But we'll see. I'll try and be open-minded and, and you know. They got pushed up because of this whole thing. Yeah. But I'll, I'll definitely check them out. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I mean, I can't really think of any other Carpenter films uh, through the 90s. Yeah, those are the ones that really... The only one I liked was In the Mouth of Madness from the 90s. I don't know if you ever saw that. That's not bad. In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that that one wasn't bad. That one was pretty crazy. Yeah, I haven't seen that since it came out. So I know that's on Shutter now. So I might rewatch that. You know, I might go back and rewatch his catalog. His life, but like, like I said, the his eighties films and seventies films were. Yeah, those are the ones. Yeah, that really stand out. You know what I mean? Like the ones from, you know, how, you know, Halloween was what, 78, Precinct, Assault and Precinct, I think it was 77 or something. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, he definitely has a distinctive style and he's definitely an influential director. And uh, I think that his films are, are you know, going to revered and they're timeless. Oh, I, I agree, definitely. And his scores are just amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I know that he does a couple of my friends. He does a um, touring show. Um, I, I went to go see him in Boston. It sold out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to go to one of those, but um, I heard they're pretty amazing. Oh, I'm sure. But um, when I get around to it, I'll definitely probably go check one of those out. I don't know how much it is, or yeah. But everything's on hold now. But yeah, we'll see if I find out next year, Neil. I'll I'll let you know. I don't know. Uh, I haven't read up, and I don't know if he's gonna be doing more films or if he's retired or or what. Because yeah. he's up. Yeah, just the just the music now. It seems like the concerts are what he's really focusing on. I think. I mean, I don't even think he does. My friend Chris met him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he does a lot of convention appearances either. He doesn't. He did. I know he did some uh, last year because I saw some people posting him, you know, pictures yeah. from it. So I'm here and there. He does them. So I, we'll see I'm what happens. Somebody, I can honestly say he's somebody I would wait in line for and pay. Yeah. Yeah. One of the few people. I, yeah. Well, I mean, I kick myself. I remember when Romero came here locally. Yes. And and there was a line out there, and I just didn't want to wait in the line, and I kicked myself. Yeah, the line was just outrageously out. There. Oh yeah. Luckily, <laughs> I got, luckily, I got to meet him though, but I yeah. didn't get anything signed. Mm-hmm. But um, I did get to shake his hand and stuff and meet him. And uh, yeah, he's a very nice guy. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we lost him, but um, I definitely would like to meet Carpenter before we lose. You know, just to tell yeah. him what his films meant to me, but. Um, like I did Romero, but um, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. We're losing all these people. Carpenter's in his late seventies now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and um, from what I know, he's in good health. But um, 
it's interesting to see how horror has evolved from from when we were fans as kids you know what i mean like like um now it's just it's pretty much mainstream now we have happy death day stuff like that right yeah they're trying to like you know make these new way you know like what do you think like all these um uh friend requests and yeah this is just yeah with the times with the technology and social media yeah what's relevant to the times they're trying to what's horror films they're just so different from what we grew up with yeah so different i mean you know i mean we grew up in the slasher era the true slasher era and that's long gone and now it's more like you went through that paranormal phase and yeah, so we have the social media era. Countdown was the other one I saw with the the app on the phone. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Friend Request yeah. and Dark Web and I've seen in Truth or Dare and all that kind of stuff. They're just... They're there's still that. some, there's still some, I think, uh, like, that hold up, like, you know, for, uh, for current movies, like the Conjuring movies, you know, all those are the Annabelles that are linked together. I don't know if you've seen any of those, have you? What they're doing is they're making so many of them now. It branches off of them. And yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I noticed they're doing that. Like, I mean, the Blair Witches, the, the first Blair Witch was fantastic. But then, like, the other ones were just, like, crappy. I Never think. even saw the sequel. I just saw the first one. That was it. it was so bad. There was one with um, drones and... I've seen them just because they were, you know, they were out, but I don't know. First, the first one was, was pretty unique. The marketing was the, behind it was what was really genius. Yeah. The marketing was outrageous, but, um, but it was a, it was a scary, good, solid story. And I, I, I come from, I like documentaries and I like how they made it like a documentary and stuff like that. And, and, um, you know, I mean, pretty much, 70 minutes of it is them screaming in, in dark and shaky trees and shaky camera and shit like that. You know what I yeah. mean? And then like with the shocking end, you know, um, <laughs> but it's just, you know, you, you're hearing her voice and it's just, it just gets fucking annoying. You know, her voice. And, well, what are we going to do? What are we gonna do? <laughs> you know, it's just like, come on. Right. Yeah. Out in like 99 or something. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. It was a while ago. Yeah, I mean, you know, horror is just, um, I'm glad it's, it's, it's evolving and, and it's around still and loved it since I was a kid and, um, it's, it's going to keep going and, you know, we'll see if they throw back to the, to the stalk and slash days, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what, we'll see if they go back to that. Um, All right, we'll, yeah. Well, what's your favorite? Let me ask you. What's your favorite uh, slasher film? I, I don't know. It, there's there's too many. I like the first Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, I like uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Two is up there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Those are a couple off the top of my head. Yeah, same with me. You know, staples. Well, all right, Neil. Thank you very much for this. Was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, so I want to talk about movies with you. Uh, is there anything for... else you want to plug or anything? Um, just my um, for people um, you know, they're floating around the internet to to check out um top ten films. You could punch in like top ten uh, paranormal films, and and there'll be a list will come up. Top ten mm-hmm. slasher films, a list will come up. Top yeah. ten comedy films. It's very friendly. Um oriented you don't have to subscribe to anything yeah you just put your name in and your email and, and you could post a comment under the lists and, and they're not long um diatribes underneath each each uh, pick they're just you know simple top 10 lists and there's there's reviews on there there's contests on there mm-hmm. stuff it's based out of out of the uk but um it's a fun site it's a fun site if you like film yeah, you know, you got time, but you could get my Instagram under my Neil underscore Damiano underscore. Um, you could see the stuff I post up there. My Twitter is Neil Reviews, the number one. Neil Reviews one is my Twitter, and then my Facebook is my name. But I also do re- write reviews on um, Letterbox too. So I'm all over all over those social network things. But mainly, um, please check out the site and like it on Facebook. It's top yeah, 10 I'll put it in the show notes so everybody can see it. Yeah, 
go on if you go on Facebook and just put in top ten films UK, um, the Facebook will come up. Hit hit a like. I'd appreciate it. Check it out. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to it on. Also, please share this podcast with others. To follow us on Instagram, please go to shocking.things.podcast. And to like us on Facebook, it's at shockingthingspodcast. Our email is shockingthingspodcast at gmail.com. And you can leave a voice message that's located in the show notes. And until next time, try and enjoy the daylight.